Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hi, I'm financial journalist Caroline Stephen. Welcome to this week's episode of Talking Trading. Why wait for life to throw you curveballs before you look into your own psychology? Dr. Susie Green from the Positivity Institute joins the show today to discuss how to be proactively happy and train your brain to build resilience and self-confidence before life's inevitable speed humps appear. Dr. Susie Green is a clinical and coaching psychologist, and she is the founder of the Positivity Institute. Susie regularly appears on Channel 7's Sunrise and The Morning Show, and on Channel 10's The Project. She is also the stress-less expert for Australian's women's health magazines. Susie's mission is to get people to be proactive in their mental health so they can create a flourishing life. We speak to Susie now about her work. Dr. Susie Green from the Positivity Institute. Hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Good morning, Carolyn. Susie, what inspired you to bring this information of a positive psychology to people? Well, I guess my uh, first job as a psychologist was actually working with people that were quite I guess, psychologically unwell. And I started to think, you know, why do we wait until people, I guess, you know, have the curveballs that come, that inevitably come, or, you know, suffer depression, which, as you know, is uh, quite common these days. Why do we wait until after? Why don't we give people, and particularly, in particular, children, these skills proactively to prevent uh, these mental health issues, which are now prevalent in our community? And have you found much success in doing this? Yes, I have actually. And I guess the approach that I've taken um, is in a field called coaching psychology and, and, and a complementary field called positive psychology. And both of those fields are about looking more into the current, but even more so into the future and designing a life that is a flourishing life, really. I have actually conducted scientific studies. I've done four randomised controlled trials on coaching as a mental health prevention intervention, and we've actually been able to show that, I guess, setting personally meaningful life goals and making progress towards them does, in fact, reduce symptoms of depression, anxiety and stress, but even more importantly, increases levels of well-being. It's that important. It is, but it's not just the goal setting. And if you think about New Year's resolutions, when I often have requests for interviews about how do we, you know, stay on the wagon when most of the stats are most people will fall off within the first week or, you know, at least the first month, it's the goal striving process where people fall off. So coaching is actually even more powerful in providing a support in, in through, guiding you through that goal striving process to success. You speak about a foundation of flourishing. 
What does that yes. look like? Yeah, I guess um, there are a number of components, I guess, that science has started to identify uh, in terms of uh, living a flourishing life. And um, one of the most popular ones and the one that's gaining significant amounts of scientific research at the moment is mindfulness. And uh, there are different forms of mindfulness meditation, but it's being actually becoming known as the foundation of flourishing because without, I guess, a sense of mindfulness, which I guess in its very essence is about being present and being conscious, we're not really able to make the changes or the life changes or the behavioral changes that we desire because we know that often we're on automatic pilot and we just very often unconsciously fall into old patterns of behaving. And so the mindfulness allows us to consciously choose how we want to behave and become the person that we want to be. There's a story in one of the Buddha's texts that a lady went to the Buddha and said, how can I become enlightened? And the Buddha said, go back to the well that you go to every day and mindfully pull the water up from the well. Every time you bring it up, think of only that. And that brought her into enlightenment. Definitely, yes. Yeah. So, um, and of course, you know, there's a long history in Buddhism, two and a half thousand years, but psychologists, we've been a little bit slow <laughs> to come to it. So it's about, oh, probably nearly maybe seven to 10 years that the research has just been increasing in a significant amount. It's obviously your passion too. Yes, I think so, because um, again, there are many strategies and we're actually at a point similar to physical health where we could prescribe the activities, the positive psychology activities like gratitude and kindness and knowing what your strengths are and using them. But if you don't have that, I guess, again, foundation of mindfulness or conscious awareness, you're not going to be able to consciously think to use them. For it to be a successful share trader, you have to develop resilience. It's very important to have that in order to survive in the market. Is resilience and mental toughness something you can actually teach and develop and bring out in people? Yes, definitely. And I guess, you know, well-being and the skills of well-being are relatively easy to learn and apply when things are going well. They're harder to apply when you're under the pump or the curveballs come. So there are a separate and discrete set of what I would call resilient skills that, again, historically, um, you wouldn't learn until you suffer depression, anxiety, and then you come and see a clinical psychologist. Um, but the work that I'm doing in positive psychology and coaching psychology is about taking those skills out proactively to schools and to workplaces. Um, so when, again, you know, those stressors inevitably come, people are better prepared. And in fact, just this week, I gave a presentation to a senior executive of one of our major financial institutions here in Australia. And they were very, very, I guess, engaged with it. And a lot of the material was quite new to them. So there's a real opportunity in uh, the financial sector and those involved in trading to learn and apply these skills. These resilient skills, what are some of them? Yeah, well, uh, a large, I guess, part of it comes down to mindset, which, um, you know, some of your listeners or viewers um, are probably aware of. And, and we know, again, on the flip side, that if you get into a negative mindset or a pessimistic mindset, it spirals, it can spiral, it be- can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So the thoughts that we have then um, lead to us engaging in behaviours that create the outcome. It's not sort of magical thinking. It's actually the thoughts impacting on the emotions, the behaviours, and then creating the outcome. And I guess what we're also learning now on the flip side, again, on the positive side, is that you can train your brain, again, with the, with the support of mindfulness techniques, to choose how you want to think. And the types of thoughts, we call them performance-enhancing thoughts, the pets, whereas you know the negatives are the ants, the automatic <laughs> negative thoughts. 
we can train our brain to have more performance-enhancing thoughts that will lead to more successful outcomes. But there are a number of other techniques in addition that you can learn. Well, let's talk about some of these pets. What would be some of the performance-enhancing thoughts? Yeah, so I guess it's a, it's not magical thinking. Our brain does like to go off evidence. So when you have an ant, say, for example, or, oh, my goodness, I'm on a losing streak or, you know, Carolyn, you might be able to share some of the common ants that come up in, in trading. Um, oh, my God, it- I've just lost some more money. <laughs> more money oh my god what was my partner going to say or what are my share club going to say um and those sorts of thoughts again can really well in fact you know there's a long history in psychology particularly around anxiety disorders we know that those thoughts actually create the physiological response which then reinforces the answer you get into this really scary spiral um and so again it's a matter of going okay here i go again and Sometimes if you have those types of thoughts and there's been a pattern of them, even if you're working really hard to change them, sometimes it's better to actually write them down. So get them out and you'll find that there are themes, there are certain types of ants and certain types of themes and even creating little flashcards of your common ants and themes and when you find them and again as you start to see you need to be conscious and mindfully aware that to say uh oh here go my ants again then you you know pull out your flashcard or even have it on your trading where you're trading at your desk and have the flip side of hang on a second I'm not falling into this trap again and I'm going to choose to think you know, maybe it's just a hiccup. Let's sit back and look at what the evidence is and what are the things that I can do to turn this around potentially and get back onto a winning streak, if you like. Again, it can't just be magical, positive thinking. It needs to be performance thinking that's based on evidence as much as you can. Let's talk about <laughs> neuroplasticity and it's an emerging science. Can you really teach an old dog new tricks? Yeah, and I think this is really exciting and uh, there, there, it is a hot topic at the moment, although, you know, there are a lot of people, I guess, on the bandwagon trying to sell neuroeducation, neuroleadership, all sorts of neuro. Um, but I, I guess my advice would be to, there are some very good, I guess, um, scientifically based texts and I'm happy to send through some recommendations uh, after today too, Carolyn. But we do know from the neuroscience that the brain is plastic um, and I guess much more flexible and, pl- and plastic than we ever thought. Even in my training as a psychologist, uh, you know, years ago now, I'm not saying how many years, but um, we were basically taught that particularly personality or certain types of behaviours, that that's just how you were and it was, it, you, in some um, areas you weren't going to be able to change at all um, or very, very difficult to change. And I guess with the, you know, what we're learning from neuroscience is it is possible, but I guess I would say no one ever said it was going to be easy. Um, it, it can be quite challenging, particularly, I guess, the older you get and the more ingrained those neural pathways become like well-worn paths that fire very, very quickly. Um, but it is possible to change. For someone who's very mentally healthy, in your expert opinion, what qualities and traits do they exhibit? Yeah, I guess, um, again, the science of positive psychology is now... Uh, able to, I guess, identify those. And uh, there are a number of different theories and, uh, I guess, strategies, but there's one uh, model called PERMA, and the acronym is P-E-R-M-A, and some people add an H on the end of it. 
Um, again, I can send through a, a PERMA self-audit, um, which often we ask clients to do as well. So PERMA stands for pos positive emotions, um, E stands for engagement, R stands for relationships, M stands for meaning, and A stands for accomplishment, uh, and H is health. And all of those areas of well-being have a very long history in psychology to support them. So we know for a flourishing individual, it's not as if they don't experience any negative emotion, you know, fear or anger or sadness. They do, but they don't have... I guess um, most of their day isn't uh, taken up by those emotions. In fact, again, they're experiencing more positive emotions like joy and love and gratitude and awe. Um, we know that flourishing individuals are very engaged. They're in the flow state. And again, I'm thinking with trading, you know, people will know what I'm talking about. Where you, where did the last, you know, two hours go to? Um, we know they have lots of positive relationships. So they actually, you know. Um, really consciously focus on creating conscious and kind relationships with people around them. They have um, a sense of meaning and why am I doing what I'm doing in my job and in my life? Uh, and they have high levels of accomplishment, but not to the detriment of their well-being because often you see in high-performance situations um, where people are really, you know, putting themselves under the pump but to the detriment of their well-being, whereas a flourishing individual has the double whammy of achievement and well-being together. And then obviously H as health, they invest heavily in their physical health through diet, exercise, sleep, meditation, for example. Would there be any last pieces of advice you'd give to our traders who are listening and wanting to boost their positive psychology? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, one, uh, buy a journal. Uh, if you've never had a journal, and I, I guess I'm referring to a personal growth type of journal, um, because I guess if you do want to um, be your best self, your flourishing self, you know, your peak performing self, um, there needs to be an openness to be self-aware um, and, you know, to be open to perhaps some of the uh, ants that you might have, the troublesome emotions that might be getting in the way, um, looking back on your history without, you know, delving into, you know, necessarily deep, dark, you know, uh, closets of why you are that way. Just identifying those, I guess, uh, unhelpful ways of being. Seek professional help if you do believe you, you need it because um, that can be one of the best things that people can do. It doesn't have to be a year on a couch anymore. It might just be six sessions of seeing you know, a psychologist to help you resolve some of those issues from the past. Um, but really start to get clear about the person that you want to be. And even we write, we suggest you write out um, you know, a paragraph or a letter of your best possible self. How would I be thinking, feeling, behaving? What strengths would I be using? How would other people know that I was at my best? Uh, and then set some shorter-term goals to start to work towards becoming that person. And that requires ongoing self-reflection, so carving out time in, in your life to, to be able to do that. Susie, in your experience, what has worked really well for you personally? Uh, I think, again, I mean, obviously in my, in my career and, and my role, but also personally being dedicated to my ongoing 
you know, personal growth and development. But the, one of the biggest things that's helped me from a confidence perspective, which we actually know, and I know we're not talking specifically mental toughness today, but confidence or self-efficacy, is, as it's known in the science, is a big component of resilience and mental toughness. And um, for me, one of the turning points was coming across the strengths-based approach in positive psychology so there are assessments now, scientifically reliable and valid assessments, um, one called the VIA, the VIA, which again, I'll send you a, a link. There's a free assessment. There are other performance strengths assessments. And for me, doing those assessments and learning that I have strengths of um, zest and, and love of learning and um, uh, you know gratitude, for example, and then I guess proactively learning how I can use those for peak performance. Um, and I think, you know, persistence again is another one of mine, which I've really been able to, to leverage off. But often I think when you get these assessments, you think that initially you think everybody's like that. But once you get the assessment, you start to realize that that profile is quite unique to you. And how do I leverage zest? You know, how do I keep the persistence up when the going gets tough? Or if I start having some of those ants, and and for me, I, I guess I'd like to sort of you know in towards coming towards the end, love of learning is one of my top strengths, and so for me, you know, I mentioned to you um, my own interest in share trading and having been part of a share club uh, called Shoes and, and Stocks. <laughs> um, you know, I have a, an ongoing interest in using my love of learning to continue to learn more about share trading. Manano Blonix next to Qantas, it works. <laughs> Susie, I just want to touch on this confidence because there was a, a survey done on Hollywood actors and they were all very successful. They were all A-listers. And it was secretly found out that the one thing they all wanted more of in their lives and themselves was confidence. It is something that uh, even if you, I mean, I think, you know, at this stage now of my life, I've worked really hard at it and overcoming fears, you know, in pushing myself out of my comfort zone. But every time you push yourself out of your comfort zone, you will feel fear. So that's a normal human reaction. So again, one of, I guess, the biggest um, learnings and skills I've learned. And there's, you know, a classic book. And uh, unfortunately, we lost Susan Jeffers a few years ago. But that book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. anyway. Yeah, so no, learning to be able to sit with it, it may not be comfortable. And in fact, in coaching, we have a saying, discomfort is my friend. So repeating after, discomfort is my friend. And learning to sit with it, but, and I guess that is actually a definition of bravery is not that you don't feel fear or anxiety, but you will still put yourself in those situations. Um, so yeah, confidence is about being able to sit with that fear um, and, you know, even, you know, that's saying fake it till, till you make it. And there is research now coming out, even using your body. So research from Harvard around power posing, hands on hips, making yourself large, and the impact that has on a biological or physiological um, response in terms of increased levels um, of testosterone and confidence. So again, there are a number of strategies you can learn to increase your levels of confidence and for it to not just be fake, but to start to become quite authentic to who you are. Susie, I'm so sorry. We are going to have to wrap it up there. I wish we didn't. Is there something you'd like to offer our listeners? Oh, definitely. I'm happy to send through a list of resources. Uh, there are many 
products, services, apps on the market in re relation to positive psychology at the moment, um, which can be a little bit overwhelming. So the list are our recommendations, all based on science. And I'd also direct um, you know listeners to our website. On the front front page, we have Pi Positivity Institute happenings, and uh, we have retreats, regular uh, flourishing retreats. Uh, we have mental toughness workshops, positive uh, positivity at workshop at work workshops strengths cards, grow coaching apps. So there's a whole range of things that people can access from the website as well. And do you travel interstate? Yes, we do. We're actually running a flourishing retreat down in Adelaide in October and I'll be over in Perth also in October running a, a positive education conference. So a lot of my time is also spent in the education sector as well as the corporate and workplace sector. Susie, come back onto the show. It was a delight speaking with you. And hopefully we'll see you in the share trading game as well. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you very much. And that's all we have for you today, guys. Thank you to Dr. Susie Green and stay tuned next week to hear mentor-re Karen Hansen Palambiri on her trading journey. I'm Caroline Stephen and on behalf of the team, thanks for your company. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.